Hi guys, it's Rokey Bello. For people just think of me, I'm a podcaster that wants to inform people about Nigerian history one podcast at a time. Before we start the episode, I have a fun fact. The Nigeria group of Nigeria has the highest rate of birth of births, twin births in the world. It is believed by some that our consumption of yams contribute to this. This is why if you ever travel to Nigeria, you're going to see a lot of twins. More fun facts every Wednesday. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Ife Empire. The Ife Empire was made in 11th to 15th century CE. The kingdom had a cop- capital called Ife. It was not only the capital, but the religious center for the kingdom. The kingdom made money by trading by trade connections with other civilizations, specifically West African ones. The kingdom is currently popular for its historical magnificent metal sculptures. The sculptures were serene human heads that were so incredible that even Europeans thought it was made by the work of another civilization. It is located today's, today in Nigeria along the Guinea coast of southern West Africa. The Ife saw over the rainforest from west of the Riverside Delta. In the 500 century CE, it was discovered by the Yoruba people. The Yoruba were Kiwi-speaking people from Southeast Nigeria and Benin. The Ife Kingdom was influenced and connected by the, Indo- by the Igbo Kingdom, which peaked in the 19th century CE on the other side of the River Niger. But components of this period in history are lacking. The Kingdom of Ife had d- disappeared by the 16th century CE for unknown reasons. The Yoruba believe the location of Ife is the exact place for creation. This is where the gods descended from heaven and created the world as we know it. This was done by the creator god Odudua. I'm sorry if I said it wrong. Odudua, who separated earth from water and made all living creatures. Odudua's children were sent forth to rule over 12 cities and so evolved their first kings and queens. From these figures, all successive rulers claimed descendants, specifically at Ife. The first divine ruler was Oni, whose name means king. Archaeological excavations have revealed the occupation of Ife was disturbed, disturbed several times. This may happen why this way this may explain why smallish is known of early cultural practices as traditions were not passed on to generations. The king was likely the head of Ife, a combination of Aninism and fetish and warrior worship. Sacrifices and offerings were made to both gods and ancestors. There was and still is among the Yoruba people today a belief a, a belief that a person's character called the Iwa reflected their inner energy called the Ase, and this energy is present in all things natural and divine. The energy was thought to reside primarily within a person's head which may explain why the part of ancient Ife typically concentrates on this part of the body. Because energy of powerful people like chiefs can be dangerous, their mouths or even their whole face must be covered with a veil, another feature commonly represented in Ife art. Ase is often represented as a cone, yet another symbol frequently sees it as a headdress of humans' representation in Ife culture. There's not much known about the state apparatus of life in Ife and how it's controlled and how it's controlled in territory. 
Even announcements on the economy of Ife are sparse. It is likely that Ife and the complete area of the West African rainforest is available, flourish thanks to the iron smelting technology, which construct iron tools like hull and so on. In turn, bring in turn it brought plentiful harvest of foods such as okra, yarns, dates, I mean yams, dates, and palm oil. Goods that could be traded with kingdoms to the north, including cocoa nuts, pepper, gold, and ivory. Slaves were also sent northwards, and so Ife was indirectly communed to the camel Caverian trade routes that crossed the Sahara and connected to such cities as Tripoli and, Med- and the Mediterranean coast. Goods exchanged for those provided by Ife would have been salt from the Sahara and luxury goods for the Ife elite who, pos- who possessed the trade. The luxury items would have included swords, copper, brass, jewelry, perfumes, and horses. By the beginning of the 11th century CE, Ife had developed to evolve a large walled city with several enormous stone buildings, and including a castle, workshop, and shrines. Some of the avenues were paved with terracotta tiles to make them more restrained terrain. Similarly, many quadrangles were paved with small pieces of pottery and quartz petals to construct geometric designs. Some courtyards had altars consisting of a low semicircular structure with the neck of a pottery reversal placed within it. The majority of housing, unfortunately, was made using clay, but these have long since perished. But a clue of the original decorative appearance is what finds of many small pottery discs which were stuck into them to institute a small mosaic effect. These metal sculptures are naturalistic and have a life sense human heads for which Ife is today most famous for and mastered perfectly. When Europeans discovered them, they would have not believed that ancient black Africans had made such masterpieces. The heads were made from the 11th to 15th century CE, according to chemical analysis and cast of using the low wax process. Twelve heads were found all together in a royal compound at Ife in 1938, and several more have been discovered since, including a pure copper mask. The human heads are all amazing, but their precise purpose is not known. This may represent rulers, gods, or revered ancestors, or may have been used as some for some religious purpose. Many heads have vertical lines down the face, and these may represent virtual scars that marked an individual's passage from childhood to adulthood. The problem with this theory is its scarification was not widely practiced amongst the Yoba people. Alternatively, the scars may have differentiated more local groups within the wider Yoba population reflecting the practice of wearing temporary facial markings for rituals, perhaps represented, representing the shadows created by the veil rulers commonly wore or just simply as a form of aesthetic decoration. The heads have another curious feature, which is a series of punch holes around the lips and jawline, possibly for the attachment of beards or veils of, ga- of glass beards. One exceptional piece of Ife's sculptures, which is not the head of a bronze figure, but a standing chief who wears a kilt-like garment and many necklaces, including one with a double bow stick insignia, anklets, and a beaded hat with high frontal decoration. 
The figure is holding in one hand of a buffalo forest horn, likely used as a container of medicine, and in the other hand, a short staff. Dating to the 14th century CE, the figure now resides in the Archaeological Museum of Lagos, Nigeria, much older than the striking brass heads of Ife of the several granite steles, uh, steles discovered at the site. With little decoration, there's sometimes inlaid with iron nails. Pottery vessels made at Ife were often decorated with geometric, geometrical relief designs around the neck, and several large vessels were discovered near the royal palace of Ife, which had lids as sculpted human heads. No, sculpted animal heads, not human. And they were placed inside the vessel. There are also pottery sculptures of human and animal figures. The latter are mostly hollow and made of composite pieces. One group of these pottery sculptures excavated from a shrine of Ife to show all humans with physical deformities, signs, and diseases, or with expressions or suffering. Curiously, these and other similar figures have seemed to be the remains of living people. Another object produced in some of these numbers were sculpted brass torques, perhaps originally placed around the brass heads described above. These intricately carved pieces depict scenes of human sacrifices and rituals, perhaps indicating the power of the rulers who wore them. If the brass heads are taken as being represent, rep, representation of Yoruba chiefs. Glass beads were produced or at least imported and then reworked in great quantities. Another impressive artistic output was the manufacture of ceremonial stools from single blocks of quartz. These minerals are so hard that it cannot be sculpted but only ground in as a long and laborious process that indicates Ife craft workers had almost boundless ambition in the materials they worked with. The sculptures of Ife very likely influenced those who produced them in the Kingdom of Benin. Also in modern Nigeria, and also largely composed of the Yoruba people. Certainly in Benin's oral traditions, it was the King of Ife who sent a master craftsman to Benin to spread his sculptural skills. There are also many points of similarity, similarity in the art of the two sculptures, such as frequent representation of snakes. Although the kingdom of Ife ceased to exist from the late 15th century CE, exactly why is the, exactly why it declined is not known. Ife still exists today as a small out-of-the-way town, which continues to hold a position of religious importance as a site of shrines and sacred grooves and the home of various societies which believes and who still worship traditional gods. The Ife Empire is very interesting and I'm happy I could share it all with you today. This is all for the episode. If you guys want to know my sources, you can email me at rakibadio at gmail.com r-a-q-i-b-a-d-i-o at gmail.com thank you for watching this episode sorry thank you for listening to this episode and i'll tune in with you guys next wednesday bye